0: Welcome to. Speech on. Hold on. Recording from my phone, microphone stereo zero, oh, six. Huh. Anyways. Speech off. Welcome to the Specifist. I have my windows open, so you might be hearing some crickets and stuff in the background. Um. But today, I wanted to talk about something that I think can kind of get overlooked in spiritual circles, and that is um, the past in the future. One of the things that you hear a lot in spiritual, or in like Eckhart Tollean type circles is focus on the present moment you know stay present this kind of thing and it makes and it made me think of a question i had in my head which is okay that sounds great and i'm not not against it at all but um does that mean the past and future aren't actually important? And the c- conclusion that I came to is that they are important. Um, there are some nuances here, and I want to make those nuances very clear uh, because. Speech on, recording from speech off. We are in a world where people can take. Something that I say literally and go, oh, he meant this and he said that. The present moment doesn't matter. That's not what I meant by this statement. And I'll get into more of that in the end of this episode. But really, what I'm talking about has more to do with observation and other things than anything else. So, is the president. Moment important, is it important to focus on the present? Yeah, sometimes. You know, like if you're, since we're talking about it, if you're, you know, like if you're too focused on the future or past, you can become, especially if you uh, put it into your story. If you become subjective about the past and future, then you can become anxious or depressed about it or whatever the case may be. And that's not good. That, can, that causes you problems. You can be too much in your mind. Overthinking is a problem that happens. But. This doesn't mean that the past and future. Aren't something. Important to focus on sometimes. Um, so. There's a lot of. Uh, complications and nuances. Of course with this topic. But. A good example is like, um, so say you have you had a relationship with somebody, and they were abusive, or they were, you know, bad for you in some way. They they didn't help you. They were, you know, you were having problems with them. If you just focus on the present, and you didn't focus on the past, and that that possibility that you know. And you didn't focus on the, uh, sorry, I'll go back to that. You you didn't focus on the past and you didn't focus on the things that went wrong. Not without like getting depressed about those things and saying, oh no, this is what went wrong. Oh no, poor me, poor me, I'm a victim. But you just go, oh, you know, is that a wise idea? You know, probably not based on these facts here. You know, He did this wrong and he, he abused me in this way or whatever. Whatever the case might be. And so the past is important. Um, but it's not important in the subjective kind of way. See, what one of the mistakes that I've noticed people will make is they will look to something that happened to them. Not from an objective standpoint, I've made an episode about this called understanding subjective versus objective thinking and I recommend you watch that or listen to that episode if you are in any way interested but basically the gist of the episode was that the subjective is concerned with the self um the self's in particular the self's story like oh this was wrong and this was bad or this was good and I want more of this and oh, this person did we wrong, or, you know, this kind of thing. That's kind of like the subjective. Subjective is concerned with the story and the uh, meanings attached to things. The objective is... (sighs) Counter to what what most people will say, I think the objective has more to do with objects themselves. And objects can be ideas, and it even can, can be the self itself. You know, um, and it's not a story. It's it's objects. It's it's based on the aspects of the object. There was an episode of my I made last year about aspects, how most people judge things based on the entire thing rather than aspects of that thing. You know, but rather than judging the aspects and saying, "Oh, this was wrong," but this was right and this was correct, and this was not or whatever and that causes them other problems uh, that's, a, that's a deeper that's an episode to get deeper into one day perhaps but with the objective thinking you aren't you know you, you aren't going to listen to your story the story is unimportant too. Decisions being made. You know, I've, I've come to uh, accept and understand that people have emotions and that they will listen to their emotions, even though it doesn't serve them to do so in most cases. But. Um, I realized that. That may actually harm you more than you me That right. may think because I understand. I look at what emotions do objectively and how they actually get you into more trouble typically than uh, if you weren't to listen to your emotions. Something that popular psychology and spirituality or whatever is not going to tell you. They're going to tell you, "Oh, listen to your intuitions. Listen to your emotions. Your emotions are correct. Your emotions are right." You should be validated. You know, this kind of thing. And I'm not saying that you should invalidate people and say, oh, you're wrong and you're dumb and you're whatever it is. Because that also is another kind of story, but in the opposite direction. What I'm saying is to go beyond emotion entirely. And, and if necessary, look at emotion and look at anything objectiv- ob- objectively. Um With clarity. And when you see something objectively. You can see it with clarity. And then you understand its aspects. And you go oh. And this is why this is happening. And this is why this is a problem. And this is why. Whatever it is. Because you can look at it. Without. Creating a story around it. And this is really what I think. Eckhart Tolle is really talking about anyways. When it comes to. Focusing more on the present moment. Um, but the reason why I made this episode is because it may not be quite as noticeable to other people, so what I try and do is try and make sure that these, these, um, kinds of understandings can be directly known. You know, what I've noticed most people will do is they will have, they will, um, and it's, not, it's not a failing on their part it I think part of it has to do with the lack of awareness in a sense meaning, meaning that meaning that they're not dumb but it meaning that they they don't look for the principles underlying things uh, underlying their particular models of the world like for instance if you I have a model of the world that says X. You know, most people will look at that and, and they will explain it. And if you have a spiritual model that says X, they will look at it and they will explain it. What I tr- tend to try and do instead is to, sure, I, I look at that and I explain it. But I also go deeper into it and look at the underlying things that aren't usually said. The implicit things that... Are um, kind of hidden in between this, the uh, other stuff because it's <clears throat> most people don't really think deeply when it comes to subjects. I've noticed that most people, what they'll do is they like, Oh, this is what works, okay, I'll, I'll go with that. And that, that can work when it comes to certain things, like if you're trying to fix your dryer or your washer or. Set up something using some kind of instruction manual. It works to kind of do that. It you don't have to know the underlying principles of something. But if you're trying to become more aware, if you're trying to improve yourself and and grow yourself, it helps to do this more because then you can see kind of behind the uh, surface face paint of this current spiritual teaching that you're listening to it's whatever it is and so what i do is i try and see that and i go beyond try and go beyond that and then i explain that to others in ways that the original teacher may not have done themselves because it may not have been obvious to them that people may not realize what this is really saying or maybe they, they think they explain it enough or maybe you know They're not trying to go as deep as I go. This kind of thing. And I might go more into how to do this in a future episode. There will be some deep topic going on there. But when it comes to this this thought of focus on the present, become present, what he's not saying is that you should always focus on the present. I mean, maybe he may think that in his mind, maybe that's his his what he's really saying, but really what he's saying is to, if your story comes up, to not get involved with it as much as, as possible. You detach from it, you look at it, understand it, accept it, um, which neutralizes the meaning that you, you give to these things and puts you closer to being able to access the present moment. Um, But, and that's that's a great thing. But at the same time, I I think the past and the future are very important. Especially if you do want to go deeper on, like, implicitly why something works the way it does. So that not only you can explain it to others, you can explain it to yourself. You can, and then you can find other ways of doing what some other teacher taught, taught you how to do. Um, and you can become a teacher yourself. You can enter the gateway yourself without having to. Because, see, the problem is that, um, like I was talking about in the last episode, what will happen is that you'll have a teaching or a teacher or a spiritual knowledge some kind of spiritual knowledge or understanding out there and the way most people oh, the way most people go is they like go okay this works how does this work okay it works great let me try it and that's and that's it and that's fine if that's all you want to do but the problem the uh interesting thing is that when you do this, you actually don't learn that much about what you're doing. And so you can forget about it easily, way too easily in a lot of cases. And you can misuse what you're learning. You can mistranslate what you're hearing. I mean, all kinds of problems can happen when you're doing this. So what I was talking about last night, or the other night, wasn't the night before? I think it was last night. I was talking about how like certain spirit you know, how pretty much any kind of spiritual teaching can basically opens a gateway into the divine, uh, to bring you higher and higher and into higher and higher states of awareness or consciousness or spirit or whatever you want to call it. And so what most people will do is they'll say, Oh great, give me that gateway, I'll enter it and then they enter it, but because they haven't integrated it, they haven't you know, look at looked at where um, why these teachings are the teachings that they are, what the underlying principles out of them are, and things like this, like the implicit things that aren't really talked about and said. If you don't look at those things, you can't stay within the gateway, and so you have to be constantly brought back into the gateway in some way, than, whether that that be through meditation or through some kind of spiritual experience. But it's not an intellectual and awareness experience. Uh, it can help you in some ways. And you can actually gain certain insights by doing that. But it's almost like uh, at that level. It's more of a random thing than it would be if you were to do it consciously with awareness and what I mean by this is like if you if you enter these gateways into higher levels of consciousness or awareness or whatever you call it you may find yourself flooded with different insights you may find yourself flooded with insights about God and about life and about relationships about all kinds of different things and you can write those down and you can talk about them to yourself and even make podcasts about them um but most of those insights are going to be very, very random. They're extremely random. And they're not really going to be connected very well. And you're not going to be able to understand very well beyond the insights that you're getting. Because all you're getting is knowledge. And all you're getting is trying to memorize what knowledge that you're getting. And so, if you try and understand these things implicitly and understand the underlying principles of things, not only do you get these same insights, but you get them kind of more directly, if that makes more sense. Like, if that makes it any sense. Like, and what I mean by this is, like, normally what will happen is that you'll get a spiritual experience. You'll get raised higher levels of consciousness and awareness, or whatever you want to call it. And you'll get an insight about love. That says love is. You know, this, and it's all one, and things like this. Next time you do it, or maybe at the same time, you'll have an insight about oneness, whatever oneness is. And that's great. But those are very random, and they're not, they don't seem like they would be very connected. And so what you have to do is you have to... Exit that spiritual state of consciousness and kind of like it's almost like playing a game of like connect the dots, like how is this connected to this? You know, what are the underlying principles of why love is X, whatever the spiritual experience said love was? Um, how do I manifest more of this? You know, things like this. It's not something that I'm like the greatest at at all, don't get me wrong, but it's something that I, I am currently learning more and more about it. It's one of the reasons why I probably have such, such deep understanding of some of these things because I've ha- actually done this. And <clears throat> when you do this, you have more insights on the same topic. And, well, it, it isn't always going to be on the same topic, but typically it's going to be on the same topic. Or if it is different, it's going to be related in some way. Uh, and so your your insights are more directed. Like you're getting more insights that are specific to what you're contemplating, what you're integrating, what you're trying to understand in this kind of underlying principles kind of way. And this is why the past and the future are important. They're not important because of the story attached to them. The story about, oh, this relationship here, and oh, this relationship here. Oh, there. Oh, there's so many problems here. But because... You can use those experiences, not the stories themselves, but the experiences, the objective facts about the experiences, the aspects of of those experiences, things like this, to understand more about yourself, about life, about others, about why relationships fail, about all kinds of different things that you would be really surprised about. And the good news is it's all it's all up to you what you want to focus on what you want to try and find the underlying principles of it could be spiritual related it could be about you know yourself or God or love or whatever it is or it could be about like how to or it could be about life you know it could be about like relationships it's it's uh it all comes down to the same thing and so the past in this case is used to understand you know things in these contexts you can kind of go deeper based on certain experiences you can get from the past it's it's, it's not going to give you everything as far as this goes it's uh but it will give you some things that will kind of get you started. And from there you can I- expand on that by going deeper into the underlying principles without having to go into the past as much. Um... <clears throat> and the future... Well... The future can be used... In the past can be used for different reasons. It all depends on you. Um... So do I think you should just stay in the current present moment all the time? Just be present. Just be in the moment. Um, No, I don't think so. I don't think that. And there's a couple of good reasons why this is. This is why I like doing these episodes. Because I like to give you underlying principles of reasons. Um, And you can disagree if you want. You can can give me examples that, that differ in some way. That'd be great. You can leave me a voice message. That's it. Link is in the show notes or in the description of this episode. Or you can give me a direct message on Twitter at Beyond Minds with a Z B E Y O N D Z M I N. Or no, it's B E Y O N D M I N D Z. <laughs> Almost mess, messed that one up. But, anyways, so the. The reason why I say not to always focus on the present is because, well, there's a couple of interesting reasons. One of them is because of the the fact of overwhelm, in a sense. So, one of the problems that you might run into if you do this is, well, there's a couple of overwhelming problems here. One of them is that it, you may find that it, it's it's kind of difficult because you, it requires a lot of focus. And the present is actually kind of boring in a lot of ways. It's not really that exciting. And, and it doesn't really, like, have the juices that stories do. And so your mind is going to go back to stories, and it's going to go back to this, and it's going to go back to that. Um, and so just saying... And so somebody telling you just to focus on the present moment isn't really going to help you. So it might actually cause more more stress and more problems... Because you're not uh, neutralizing the story that's already there. That kind of advice is good for like when you're already moderately neutralized. When it comes to those kinds of stories. Because if you're not, it's not really going to matter what you do. Um, the other problem has to do with um, wisdom or intelligence... And what I mean with this is like... If you just focus on the present... One of the problems that you can run into... Is that you... you, Because you're not looking at the past very much... Or at all... You can find yourself... Blinded to things that happened in the past... Or that you can become aware of that... Happened in the past... Or that might happen in the future. Um, you know, like you might find one day that you are... Or you might find one day that you have an illness that you weren't prepared for or something. And I'm not saying to be worried about it and be stressed about it. But sometimes focusing on just the present moment is not the wisest path. Because it... It... It kind of like you can find yourself going into this to such an obsessive and extreme level to where the present moment is all there is and so things that I've talked about in these, these episodes like contemplating impermanence or understanding objectivity and how to become more objective and, and understanding your past and connect, connection to your now and things like this uh, if you don't do those things, you can become less wise and almost become, uh, in a way, stupider, because you're not, not because you're dumb, like in a, in a negative insulting way, like, oh, you're dumb, no, but, and, and because the reason why I say that is because of the fact that you, you don't do those things, because you're too focused on just the present moment. Um, And so I think that can cause people a lot of problems if you're not careful. And it often does if you are too focused on just the present moment. Because just like overthinking, you can overdo focusing on the present moment. And that's something that a lot of teachers will not really tell you. They don't really tell you that you can overdo focusing on the present moment. And that can also cause you problems. That can also cause you stresses in a different kind of way um I was talking to well it's, it's a complicated story but I was talking to some people and one of the things that they brought up which was really interesting was that. and at first I was like mm, I don't know about that but the more I thought about it I was like yeah it kind of makes sense but anyways one of the things they were talking about was how there isn't just one kind of stress Typically, when people think of the word stress, they think of emotional stress. Like, oh, he's stressed out, he's anxious, or he's depressed, or whatever. What they were saying was, actually, there's different kinds of stress, like mental stress, physical stress, stress on the body in some way. Maybe there's a lot of tension in the body. It's not necessarily caused by emotion, but caused by different things, like attention itself can... Cause a lot of tension in the body, if your tension is very strong, if you you have a lot of hyper hyper focus issues, um, and that's something that we must keep in mind when doing these kinds of practices, because it's not meant to be. In my opinion, it's not; it shouldn't be meant as like an end all be all solution. Like, oh, just focus on the present, you know, all your problems are gonna go away. You know, since it's, it's not going to be that simple all of your stories might go away you may find that your stories mean less to you the more that you upset accept them and you get rid of them you detach from them this kind of thing but um that doesn't mean that you should always focus on the present sometimes it's good to focus on things that you're interested in and that that isn't necessarily the present like thoughts, emotions, but not for the sake of thoughts and emotions, like, oh, my emotion is anxiety, oh no, but, like, thoughts and emotions, like, what are these, what is this emotion, why is it happening, what are the physical sensations inside my body that are the emotion itself, Um, you know, going into thoughts themselves and things like this, and like I said, you can go to extreme with, with this as well. Just like you can with going in too extreme with being in the present moment. It's like, oh, you should always be in the present. And this kind of thing. Um, really, I think that the present moment tactic is to get those who are already extreme in mind. And thinking and other things that are causing them extreme problems. Like being... Too hyper focused for too long can cause problems and cause tension and and stress and headaches and stuff, um, and so the point of those messages isn't to get you to always be focused on the present in this like neurotic way. Like, oh, I have to focus on the present. Be aware now. Be you know. Be here now. Be come aware. You know. Be here. With you know the power of now you know now is so powerful and all that sort of stuff it's actually to do the opposite to get you to stop be taking these things so seriously and and to become less uh, involved in your story whatever that story is and that's the point of those messages it's not to Speech on thirty recording from my speech off. And always be in the present moment. Because that's not I don't think that's realistic. I don't think that helps anybody. For various reasons. You know, I don't think it's realistic because your mind, when it comes to attention, can only focus on something for so long. Like even the most hyper focused of us can only focus on something for so long. Like even myself here. I'm probably, not, the, maybe not the best at hyper-focus, but I can focus on something for hours. But even after a while, that gets tiring to the body, to the mind, because it, it takes a lot of energy or willpower, or whatever you want to call it, to pay attention for so long. And so if you do this with the present moment, it becomes just like you know, overthinking was, and just like your story was, and so, I want, you know, keep that in mind when doing this, you can o- always overdo it, and, and it co- always becomes a problem, a- and, and then it can become a problem at that point, so, anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Specifist, and I will talk to you in the next one, <sighs> see ya.